For WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Paul John Spaulding. Joining me is Alain Gailly, founder and CEO of Secure, a Swiss-hosted email, messenger, and VPN. To learn more about our sponsor, visit secure.com. That's S-E-K-U-R.com. Alain, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks. Happy to be here. Alan, AI is a huge topic right now. Many of the big companies like Microsoft, Google, and Meta are experimenting with this new technology. What are your thoughts on AI and how does it relate to what you're doing with Secure? There's a lot happening on AI and the most frightful thing is basically data privacy invasion. Because once you give AI access to your communication, whether it's your email, your content, essentially, AI can go back and data mine everything pretty much. I know that Google has a new AI thing. It can go back to all your communication to improve and to help you. But we are, I'm going to say, in terms of AI as a content miner, we're very much anti-big AI. So you got big tech, big AI. AI is great if you have a medical research and you want to cure a certain type of cancer, it can help. But when it comes to our communications, it will violate all the privacy that we have left, if any. And there has to be strict laws. And also those laws have to be applied into how the software works, how AI works. So I'm very much afraid of, you know, plugging AI everywhere. Does AI always mean a compromise in privacy? Well, as of now, it always does, because even without AI, we've been compromised. So now AI can dig deeper and God knows what it can do. So if you have your AI on your Google, the new AI thing that they're launching, and AI can go back to 10 years of your emails or your content, and if that gets compromised, what happens? So yes, anything that can search a content, that can mine it for any reason, already invades your privacy. There's no wall, there's nothing. So AI is great for educational purposes. For example, if you want to use AI, generative AI for, let's say, how to use this thing, how to use this product, and you plug in your question, and for knowledge base, kind of like a wiki AI, I just came up with that word, by the <laughs> way. So wiki AI, you can search, and then you'll have anything under Wikipedia, for example. That helps instead of spending hours and days searching for something. But when you plug in AI to your communications, there needs to be very strict boundary and very defined boundaries. And there's a lot of AI players. You have IBM that has started with AI, and I think they were the first even. And IBM has a very structured type of delineator. It's not just, hey, we're going to AI everything all over the place. So AI, the short answer is yes, it is invasion of privacy in many ways. I mean, fingerprint and facial recognition is AI. You live in China and AI helps the government to track you down because they have millions of cameras. They got your facial recognition everywhere. And if you're not a good citizen, you can't go get a job. That is with the help of AI. So that's very scary in that sense. Now, what about stuff outside of email, like chat apps? Do you have similar concerns there when it comes to AI and how that's integrating with those various other programs, again, outside of email, thinking about these chat apps out there? 
Okay, so now we're getting into AI that could be used maliciously. This is where my mind always goes. If you have your WhatsApp or whatever, and you get a message from someone that sounds exactly like a friend of you who needs help or whatever, AI is able to do that because these chat apps, these bots basically are being perfected to the point that they're going to look and sound like humans when they write something or say something. So chat AI, I think if it's limited where they need to find the answer of how to use this product when you go on support, stuff like that, that's okay. Beyond that, I'm not a fan of these chat AI thing. There's a lot of issues too with security. This hasn't been perfected. This is something that just got unleashed. People are playing with it. And now it's going to be plugged in and integrated into content. So to some degree, it's okay if it goes beyond the superficial level. I think it's going to be a very big invasion of privacy. And obviously, when that happens, you always have malicious actors taking that information and working against you. When you're speaking with small businesses up through to enterprises, I can imagine many of them are already incorporating AI into their work, whether it be an email AI that's already integrated in their existing provider or just some other use of AI where they're plugging data into it and using it for their own purposes. But when you're discussing it with them, Alan, I know privacy is one of your big pushes with Secure, right? Being hosted in Switzerland, privacy is at the forefront. What are you talking about with them? Do you feel like you have to convince them almost, even though maybe it's easier right now with AI to do some things to, hey, back off or back off in certain areas. I'm just curious how you navigate those waters, because as you say, this is a really fresh new thing that was just unleashed. And now we all kind of have to deal with it in one way or the other. Yeah. So actually, interestingly enough, these days, I don't have to convince top level C-level people because essentially they're trying to get away. We have had both in the US and overseas discussion with very big companies that are telling us we're trying to get something outside of the grid, outside of big tech, because there's leakages, obviously. So now we will have, I'm guessing, the masses in a company that's going to use your AI everything, your big tech and whatever. And then you're going to have the decision makers that would want something completely outside of that. It's like going back to pencil and paper when you had a computer. So everybody's going to use their computer and the top level people are going to use pen and paper. That's our version of privacy because we don't have an open source technology. We host our own cloud. We don't use the big techs. We certainly don't use AI. AI is great to educate if you want to know things about stuff we would never plug it in to our solution because it's Pandora's box. So executives are looking for something that is truly private while they may have 10,000 employees that may need something with AI. And those contexts are different than what an executive would use for. So we're getting more and more privacy conscious people because of the hacks. Uh, I can give you an example of one of the biggest oil companies in the world that is now having internal leaks because they're using their Microsoft servers or whatever and siphoning out information. And they're looking for something completely outside of that environment. So if you tell them, hey, we're just going to plug in our AI into it. This is not what executives want for themselves. I do want to shift gears a little bit to talk about a different technology, which you're also very familiar with, VPNs. So I'm wondering, and this might be a naive question, Alon, so you can tell me that too, but do you think AI is going to shake up that market in any way or change its future? 
I think in the VPN, not really. Again, AI is an intelligence, right? Let's just say that. So whatever we're already doing, it's going to be exponential. So if some of these VPN providers are selling the traffic data, which is when you buy a VPN and you surf to XYZ website, they sell that to data miners and companies, obviously for commercial gain. AI will make that a lot easier to process the data. So in that sense, it could be worse because a lot of these VPN claim to give you privacy, but they don't. And it's documented in articles when they get caught. I mean, it's not a big game changer for email. Absolutely. So if you have AI with your Word or Excel, absolutely. If you have AI with an email system, absolutely. That's a game changer. It's also Pandora's box. So AI is great, but you need to have privacy with AI. And I don't have the answer today. There needs to be laws. There needs to be programmatic system that gives you that privacy. And then you need to have the people trust that they will get that privacy. AI without privacy will be a complete disaster. I think that's the summary of what I'm trying to explain. It's such a huge topic. But if you don't have privacy with AI built in, you will be in big trouble because we're already in big trouble because our data is mined everywhere. It's hacked everywhere. Today alone, there was two of the largest telcos in the US that went down. You got China trying to kill the infrastructure and hack in the US. Now imagine if they had the help of AI to accentuate these kind of harms. So AI is fantastic for certain things. When it comes to what we talk about our regular communication, it needs to have privacy built into it. And I don't know how we do that. We certainly will not use AI in our system. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Secure Private Data Limited is a cybersecurity and internet privacy provider of Swiss hosted solutions for secure and private communications. The company distributes a suite of encrypted emails, secure messengers, secure VPN, and other secure communication tools. Secure's privacy solutions serve consumers, businesses, and governments worldwide. Offering a 100% Swiss-hosted private communications platform, no data mining, and no big tech hosting, Secure has been putting data privacy back in consumers' hands since 2007. Learn more at secure.com. That's S-E-K-U-R.com. And now, back to the podcast. Switzerland, which is where Secure is based, is at the forefront of digital privacy laws. And I'm curious, Alon, if you've seen any laws or discussions for lawmakers come up about how to deal with AI, both for consumers and businesses and all the data out there. But if not, I'm wondering what you want to see, what discussions you want to bring up when it comes to AI and privacy and maybe how to move forward with that from a legal perspective and actually enacting certain protections for everybody. It could be in Switzerland or anywhere else. Yeah, it's interesting. So the EU AI Act is something that they're pushing. So that's a good start. So you're seeing some of these countries pushing privacy as the backbone of a robust AI policy. How you can implement that, that's remained to be seen. I believe that the US, definitely the EU is at the forefront of that. Switzerland, I'm sure, will follow an EU guideline and integrate it into the Swiss data privacy laws, which are even more strict. So I think that's coming. The legal aspect of it is the laws are coming. That's without saying, that's for sure. 
I would like to see a Swiss data privacy law with AI component into it, and I'm sure that will come. I think that AI is great, but you need to have the privacy because data privacy prevents the big tech from exploiting your personal info for profit. And we need to safeguard that individual autonomy and rights, right? And then we need to also protect companies' data for hackers or rivals siphoning that data. If you implement AI into something, into a business tool, it needs to have very strong privacy element into it. Today, I haven't seen any of that. And if you advocate for data privacy, you're promoting ethical standard. You're fostering trust and accountability in the tech industry. I think that would do a lot of good for AI and even people who are afraid of AI. If there's a lot of data privacy regulation and components built into AI, I think everybody will trust it more and will be able to take that extra step. Today, I have not seen it and it's just burgeoning barely some laws here and there trying to be applied. I think everybody's rushing now to make some framework. Once we have that, I think AI has a future, definitely. So you did already kind of answer this next question I'm going to ask, but I want to throw it out there anyways. It's probably a loaded question. And of course, we're talking theoretically, because as you said, it's not happening right now. Will Secure ever incorporate AI into any of its products? And I'm just trying to think about the future because AI is in one state right now, but it's a technology that's rapidly advancing. So I'm just curious if you have any insights there. It has to be in a framework of how we operate and how we design our solution, which is legal and also the software itself, privacy by design. If we can implement, and it could be the AI from IBM instead of the Google one, for example. If we do anything with AI, we would probably do with the highest standard available and we would apply the existing concept of our privacy by design. So if it helps somebody with their search within their own email and it's lightning speed, or something like that? Sure, if it's just for content mining, no. AI will only be if it helps our users while maintaining the same privacy that they have today. If that's feasible, we never say no. Today, we haven't seen that being feasible because the minute you implement, and remember AI, there's a big one from Google, obviously. So that's one thing. IBM is a bit of a different company. If we have an AI component that we can plug in that doesn't compromise the privacy of our users, you never say no. If we are not convinced of that, we will not use AI, definitely not. I'm hearing big takeaways from you, which is data privacy. And you've said that in pretty much every question I've asked you, but it's a really good point because it's something where when we ask a lot of people about AI, it's about the concerns for bad actors. It's about maybe how it can help cybersecurity professionals defend against bad actors. But there's this other angle and it's data privacy and it's a really important piece to talk about. So I appreciate you bringing that up today. With pleasure. Data privacy is critical. And as we see now, it's getting more and more critical and hard to implement the more you have these invasive tech. So if we do it at the right speed and implement data privacy in everything that we do, there is a future for the proper AI and a proper application. Definitely. Alan, before we go, is there anything I missed when it comes to AI that you think is important for our audience to know about? I think for now, you have to be very careful because it's just a very early stage game. 
I would take a step back and watch what will happen in the next one to two years, both regulatory, technology-wise, and see who is going to be left. Because at the beginning of a technology, it's like when you buy a new car and it's the first year of that new model when they redesign everything. I remember it used to be like you never buy the first year model of a new design because they still have to work out all the kinks. You buy the second or third year of that design. That's when cars used to change their designs let's say every five years or whatever. And it's the same thing with this. I wouldn't jump in right away. I would be an observer and wait to see how everything unfolds. And AI, okay, that's great, but what do you do with it? We may consider something, we call it secure university. That's just generative AI. You'll go to our site and you learn about data privacy. You learn about secure. That's harmless. That's literally spitting out information that we are feeding the AI. It's another thing to implement AI into our own solution where you use email or chat, etc., from our system. And AI is in there from a third party. So just cautiously optimistic, but don't jump into just the first thing that comes out because it's fashionable. Alan, as always, it was great talking with you today. Likewise. Thank you so much, Paul, and see you next time. For WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Paul John Spaulding. Joining me today was Alan Gai, founder and CEO of Secure, a Swiss-hosted email, messenger, and VPN. To learn more about our sponsor, visit secure.com. That's S-E-K-U-R.com. You can keep up with all of our media at cyberkaimagazine.com.